The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here, joined by Amory Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Unfortunately, Prop Stars is feeling a little bit under the weather today, so we need him healthy for our Thursday show. Um, so it's just going to be the three of us today. Uh, this episode of Pick 6 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. In the last episode, the Super Friends dug into week seven of the NFL season. Breach, Wilson, and Brinson broke down the Ravens dismantling Detroit and delve into how London broke the Bills. Uh, just one quick, obviously, guys, catch that on our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe and uh, wherever you get your podcasts and also on the YouTube channel as well. But that was one of my best bets uh, last week is that the the Lions, I mean, I thought they would at least show up. I was hoping they would win the game. I had a money line, but Lord, nothing. They were bad. They got, they got their ass kicked. Um, I believe you were dogs for days. Uh, yeah. Call it, out. It, it, uh, dogs bit me. I was mauled yeah, by dogs. This weekend. It did not go well. You, uh, you had the Lions <laughs> and the Dolphins. Yes. Both neither, but neither yes. really came close winning. I actually started thinking about it um, with the, like, I mean, this is obviously like, you know, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty and whatnot, oh, but see. like, no, no, no. Just like, I, I mean, I was on the line. I had the Lions too. Lions plus three. It's like, and you start thinking about it. You're like, man, the Ravens are a good team. Lions are back-to-back road games. Getting, and I think the thing with the Lions, maybe, and I talked about this last night a little bit or on Sunday Night Show, but um, the Lions' two losses are coming off of like real, like reading the headlines type of games, right? Where they beat the Chiefs on the road to open the NFL season, and it's like, oh, and then they lose at home to the Seahawks. It's a good Seahawks team, no big deal. Yeah. No, it's, not, it's not a bad loss, it's just like, you know, like, you know, definitely reading some headlines. And then you go to Tampa Bay and beat, beat the Bucks 20 to 6. You flex on it like a you know another like 
uh, you know, a theoretically good NFC team on the road. Lions fans everywhere. We're hyping them up. Everybody's talking about how the Lions have arrived. I'm talking about a Lions Dolphins Super Bowl. And uh, in the Lions, you know, like as we pointed out last night, maybe we should not. Maybe, maybe when I mentioned multiple times that the Lions and the Lions and, um, Dolphins were, were a Super Bowl matchup I could envision. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe fade those two teams immediately. Or you guys could just listen to me because I told y'all take okay. the Ravens and the Philadelphia Eagles. The reason why I was all, all over the Ravens against the Lions. Because you love birds? You love birds? Right. right. I, I'm a <laughs> bird guy, right? Uh, was due to the fact that Jared Goff versus pressure is still a thing. And not pressure of the situation. Nah, I'm talking about physical pressure. He's not someone that's going to be able to evade pressure and Baltimore is going to tee off on him, regardless of the Lions' offensive line. Um, and, and to be quite honest, the Lions, Aid Hutchinson was harassing Lamar Jackson all game long, but you saw the yeah. difference in a guy that can get away from pressure versus someone that's going to concede the sack. Um, and, and that's just the you know that was a whole matchup right there. And for the for the Eagles, the Eagles have the ability to play any type of game that they want, and we saw them take up damn near half the first quarter with their first drive right just that so if they have to play up tempo they can if they can slow it down they can i think that kind of threw off what miami wanted to do from a timing perspective so this was just matchup based uh wins why i like both teams so still listen to will still listen to katie but um that's why i thought (laughs) differently. you don't win all your bets but no, yeah, not at all. you Absolutely were you were not. on the right side of it this week, a hundred percent. And I, like I said, I was mauled, <laughs> mauled <laughs> by the dogs um, this weekend. But let's just take a look at some of these macro trends. Underdogs six four and one against the spread. Home teams eight two and one against the spread. Emory, I know we don't like to talk about home field advantage, uh, but certainly in teams like Philadelphia, do you give some edge to Philadelphia um, and that crowd, and just it being a tough pl- place to play? Nah, I, I think the Eagles, if, if that's giving giving credit to the stands and to the stadium, it's like saying the Eagles won because they wore Kelly Green. I would believe that more than anything, right? <laughs> it's, it's um, right. It was a dope, uniform combination out there. Aesthetically looked beautiful. Uh, but I just feel like it's, it's truly matchup based because the Bills didn't lose because they were playing in Foxborough. They lost because they yeah. stunk it up against the Patriots. Like the Bears didn't win because they were playing at Soldier Field. They won because the Raiders had literally nothing offensively. Um, so I just feel like I, I'm always going to be on the side yeah. of home in a way not mattering in the NFL, at least because I know with college you could travel only 65 um, on road games while the home team. Well, can- Virginia was on the road as a 23 and a half point dog and still managed to beat Carolina. So who's to say what? Who's, who's to say, to say what man? Matters? Like, and the Carolina has a great, aesthetically beautiful uniform too. So, and <laughs> the they Kelly lost. Green. I don't like to say nice things about the Eagles too much, but that Kelly Green is is nice. No, it's great. Yeah, it's perfect. It's not just almost as nice as that Virginia but- orange and blue. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure I, I bring this up like within like 30 seconds of like every. Everything I'm doing today, just just hoping some Carolina. By the way, over seven and four this past week. So there's your recorrection uh, on those. And I think you know, away favorites going zero four against the spread. Like that's you know, I mean that's 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 something that you know when you get a little you know, like we get a little hyped up. Like I had the Bills, uh, you know, Bills covering the eight and a half, and the Patriots took care of business at home. I mean, that just tends to happen. You see home teams can can perform well. The Bills are a huge favorite uh this week as well, by the way. 
huge favorite this week. Actually, yeah, let's just get into week eight games. Uh, like you said, Bill's coming off an absolutely stunning 29 to 25 road loss against the Patriots um, as eight and a half point favorites too. And so they're now seven and a half point favorites this week against the Bucks. The Bucks have dropped three of their past four games uh, while also going just one and three against the spread. Emery, when you look at these defenses, obviously the Bills are a very physical team um, and the Bucks tend to struggle against that. How do you see this one playing out in terms of the defense? No, that's a great question, uh, Katie, because when you think about what happened in Tampa, the Falcons defense was getting after Baker Mayfield. They were getting after uh, the run game a little bit. Buffalo has the potential to do the same thing. And Tampa has the potential to do the same things that we saw New England do to Buffalo. I, I, w- I definitely would lean under with this game, but I also like the Bucks plus seven and a half. I feel like because we're seeing a sputtering offense from Buffalo um, and because Baker Mayfield still hasn't found, think about how many deep balls he's missed uh, in the last couple of games. You know, big play opportunities. They could have beaten the Lions had he connected on three of the five deep balls, right? You know, so I feel like this game is going to be a defensive battle. Buffalo now is in a situation where they're pressing um, because they lost and how, you know, you know, the Dolphins also lost, but now the division is a little bit tighter. Um, so we may see a, a team, i.e. Josh Allen, start to press a little bit more, maybe force some things. This game is going to be sloppy. So I see both defenses uh, coming to play. So I'm going to take the Bucks and the points, but I also like the under. Why well, take both both quarterbacks to throw an interception? Oh, yeah, that's a that's a. Boy, that's probably like plus a thousand, right? <laughs> uh, super, super weird anomaly, by the way. But the last time that the um, Bills lost to the Patriots, Ooh. they played the Bucks the following week. Wow. And how did that remember that game? Remember the win game where like Sean McDermott was like, oh. like, like he was like furious because Belichick got the best of them. They went 14 to 10. Uh, that was in, that was in Buffalo. And then they go down to Tampa Bay and McDermott was like, cause it was the, it was a, it was a CBS game because Tracy Wolfson was on the sideline of that buck of the Buccaneers Bills game. And McDermott was like borderline crying at halftime of that game because he was like, it was the, the Bucks ultimately won 27 to 33 in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe that the, Bucks were up 24 to three at halftime. Like the bills were completely just deflated for lack of, for no pun intended uh, after that Patriots loss. And then like, you know, mustered a comeback, obviously tied it up. They scored three times in the three touchdowns in the, uh, yeah, no, excuse me, uh, 17 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to tie it up and then lost uh, on a 58 yard Bruchard Perryman touchdown, walk-off touchdown in overtime, very different bucks team. You still have a top balls defense. I, I think Tampa can keep up with Buffalo a little bit because this Buffalo defense has me worried, like big time worried. Um, and you know, I think that uh, I just, I just, I just, I, I just, I'm concerned about the ability of of Buffalo to stop anybody at this point. Mm-hmm. That being said, I mean seven and a half, man. Good. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, by the way, they, they would also win their last four games of that season and finish eleven and six. But anyway, um. Seven and a half feels a bit steep. It Too looks like it's juice towards the Bills. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd probably wait and see what see what happens here. I mean, Buffalo off their off their first loss, bounce back big against the Raiders, but then their second loss, you know, against the uh, earlier this offseason in London, they come back and barely squeak past the Giants and lose the Pats. Like mm-hmm. laying seven and a half with the Bills feels like a lot, but 
But then also coming off that embarrassing loss the first week, then they came back out, you know, against Miami. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they dominated the next three weeks. Man, I don't know. I I got burned last week, so I'm staying away from the Bills. uh, You know, like I know I'm I'm kind of parlay. So I feel like everybody in total under, and they almost hit that in just the first, the first half. All of a sudden, they're scoring machines. (laughs) Primetime Bills game. I mean, the Bills crowd should be really loud. I don't know. I would. I think I'm going to lean towards the Bills. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet this right now. It's not going to shoot up to like ten or anything like that. No. Uh, Eagles at the Commanders. Eagles minus six and a half. Uh, total of forty four. With the uh, the total um, juice to the under here. You know, I think we're going to see plenty of. Like, I mean, it's that time. It's time of the year where you're going to get weather. It's going to be cold. It's going to be. It's nasty. Teams are. You know, some teams had bye weeks. Some teams are kind of limping along. I mean, Philly a huge favorite here. Emory. Uh, you know, open it. Look at it was six. Open at six and a half. Hadn't really moved. I mean, <laughs> might might take the over six and a half sacks on Sam Howell here uh, with that yeah. Eagles defensive line and this Washington offensive line. Man, that's that's the matchup. That's the key in this game. You know, how many sacks can Sam Howell take? And he's how got many forty this year. Forty, insane, man. Like, and he's an athlete. Like, at some point, you know, you got to get out. You got to help your own. You got to help yourself, man. Um, but it, it's going to be tough. I also have a question like how healthy is Jalen Hurts? You know, right. You know, he was limping a little bit last mm-hmm. night. Then when he tried to take off sometimes, he had a little gimpy gait. Yeah. Uh, I think he came out after the half with a brace on it. I couldn't really mm-hmm. see, but I'm pretty sure he had something on that knee. Will he be Mike, Mike Garofalo tweeted a video of him like limping off the field after the game? Oh, so there there you go. So there, you know, so now you wonder how much will that change the offense? Will they lean right. more in their run game? Um, yeah, I, I, I would say lay the points with Philly on the strength of their defensive line, their defense creating havoc against Washington. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I don't know about you, Katie, but I, mean, I think it's like it's hard to take the commanders even at home, catching the six and a half, knowing what that defense will do to Sam Howell and, and the Washington offense. Like, like, I don't, I don't see how Washington gets any any sort of offense going against this Philly defense. I mean, you can't, you're not gonna be able to run the ball. Sam Howell's be running for his life. They've got good yeah. guys covering on the back end. Um, and you know, like, the, like their coverage has been fine. And it's like the, the only issue is like, I could see the Eagles being content to win. Like well, I just 20 to 14 or like well, these divisional matchups too. Like, I mean, we got kind of caught up with the giants and the commanders last week a little bit. Like, I feel like kind of freaky things, can happen um, in these divisional matchups. Almost a touchdown is a lot of points. But yeah, there's just no reason for me at this point to take the commanders. This total of 44, uh, yeah, I guess it's dependent on Jalen Hurts and how he's feeling. And, you know, not to take anything away from the Eagles. They absolutely won that game, and they should have won that game. But the Dolphins also committed 10 penalties. It was, what, 10 to 0. The Eagles played an incredibly clean game. What are the odds that they play an incredibly clean game again? And I will say that, you know, commanders do create some pressure themselves up front. I think they have, what, 15, going into last weekend, 15 sacks on the season or 19 or something. It's probably more than that now. So, I don't know. Commanders had four drives of 64-plus yards for touchdowns against the Eagles in that last matchup and took it to overtime. So it's like, I think I would – I think actually, you know what? I would bet the under in this. This is like – so you got the second divisional matchup, two good defenses, a, a, a Eagles offense that will not want to expose Jalen Hurts' ankle to a ton of stuff. Like we might see them like sort of avoid the tush push or the brotherly shove a little bit here. Mm-hmm. They can. 
Um, yes. Can't see them trying to have him drop back or run around a ton, uh, given if, he, if he's all banged up. The the, the, the commanders won't want – I mean, this, the Sam Howell sacks thing is going to be a talking point all week. They're going to try and you know, keep him out of those situations. And you have the – Typically speaking, when you get a second divisional matchup and you and you're talking about one in three or four, like three or four weeks, you know, the second matchup in three or four weeks, unders tend to be a pretty good look. So I think I would go ahead and jump on that under 44 if I was going to do anything. All right, let's move on. Uh, Jags are right now one and a half point favorite over the Steelers. This total, again, low 41 and a half because we just haven't seen a whole lot of scoring. Uh, Jags are on a four game winning streak, streak, excuse me, scoring at least 23 points um, in all four of those wins. They are the second most profitable team to the over this season. It's gone six and one. And while the Steelers defense normally is pretty ferocious, we haven't exactly seen that uh, so far. They're giving up 21 points per game on the season. The under actually just one in five so I might lean over this total kind of low considering the Steelers haven't been able to stop much and the Jags have been um, scoring a lot but Emery what's your uh, take on this game both teams start off slow offensively for whatever reason despite um, the Jags having better personnel offensively we know why Pittsburgh starts slow um, Pickett doesn't show up to the game until yeah. like <laughs> you know fourth quarter somehow um, and start hitting how the hell is this team four and two, man? Exactly, uh, it's, like, it's, just, it's, so, it's so insane. And Jacksonville on paper, you're like, okay, this team should average 30 points, so you trust that they can get it going. I do like that over as well, Katie, because you think about um, how can you challenge Pittsburgh, you spread them out, and you, you know, pinpoint pass and pick your, your targets, uh, widen out that pressure. But for Pittsburgh, you can't trust their offense. You know, to get off to a great start, especially against a defense that's starting to ascend in, mm -hmm. in Jacksonville. So I like the over. Um, I think Pittsburgh can get 13 points, but I, I will lay these one and a half with the Jags, too. Jags getting, yeah, Jags getting a, a full 10 a mini buy with it playing last Thursday. And then, um, you know, your, your back to back road games, but you are, you know, with that 10 day break is, is pretty nice. Jaguars five and two started to play well. I mean, Steelers are a definitely th a threat in the AFC, even if they're like minus 25 points, minus 24 point differential, it screams total fluke. Um, worth noting, uh, I went ahead and I went over and looked at uh, sportsline.com. RJ uh, White, our buddy, of course, he's on the Thursday pick show, has opening line uh, projections and early power ratings that he puts out on Sunday. Uh, if you use promo code PICK, sportsline.com slash join you get your first month for a dollar i don't want to give all these away but i will tell you that uh his early line has the uh eagles it should be minus nine his power ratings have the eagles minus nine against the commanders so he would lay the six wow. and a half there and then actually has the steelers minus one in this game since the wrong team is favored according to rj's projections which i thought was interesting um i think most people will take the jaguars i wouldn't be totally shocked if the steelers found a way to win this game in like wow. a like we're like Honestly, three of their five wins. How the hell are they doing this? We keep getting these weird, like Matt Canada shots where he's in the, he's like, he's just like, <laughs> he's like, I cannot believe we are scoring points by accident. This is amazing. Um, is it like, I, I, like, I, I would watch it in like screw red zone. Give me Matt Canada, like offensive coordinator no. feed 24 seven and just giggle at like the idea of like, of him. Like, he's like, he's like, okay. 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 I don't know what Kenny's doing up there, but I like it. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably. Well, I mean, Mike Tomlin will just not have a losing season. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. He's going to drag Matt Canada into 2024. So those, uh, those fans are going to lose their minds. Saints at the Colts. Colts minus one and a half. Another 
really low total, even though this one is indoors, 43 and a half. We actually saw the Saints go over the total uh, on Thursday against the Jaguars. Surprising because they've been an under team all year long. Of course, the Colts have, were involved in a 77-point barrage against the Browns on Sunday. Um, clearly no Anthony Richardson here. Uh, Derek Carr catching the one and a half. I mean, my immediate thought would be look at this under because I feel like even though the the Colt the Colts will run a, a little more up tempo stuff, you know they're not going to run the football against the Saints very well. Um, they're going to try. And I just don't see this turning into a shootout. Um, probably lean towards Emory taking the one and a half with the Saints, but I mean I don't love doing it. You know I, I don't advocate for this, but we kind of <laughs> all been in this situation where you're driving and you're distracted, whether you're texting or responding or scrolling on Twitter or whatnot, and you just end up at your destination like, yo, how the hell did I get here? Right. Like, yeah. I don't you're remember like, nothing yeah. about yeah. this Reading drive. what I'm not on my phone. I've been reading like, I've been like scrolling I? through yeah. Encyclopedia Britannica like, on, yeah. my, like right. on my phone. Yeah. So you're like, how did I get this destination? Uh-huh. I sat there in the studio with Katie and watched this entire ball game of the Jags, mm-hmm. Saints. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how did this game end up tied? Like yeah. the Saints yeah. felt like they were down 48 nothing. Next thing you know, it's a game-winning drive or game-tying drive. You're like, how did this happen? And I look at this matchup, and I feel like the Colts do present the same amount of challenges to the Saints that the Jags do. The Colts' defense, especially their defensive line, can really get after the quarterback. And they do a good job of playing the run on the way to the quarterback. So they will shut down Elva Kamara on the ground. Now, whether or not he has success through the air is going to be a different story. How healthy is Julius Brent is going to be another different story out there on the perimeter. I'm not sure that matters because you still have Derek Carr, you know, patting the ball, holding the ball, throwing the ball out of bounds, screaming at some receiver about why you didn't jump out of bounds and go get the football. You know, so this is a total stay away game, in my yeah. opinion, because I don't know when Gardner Minshew plays like Gardner Minshew and not Minshew mania. We saw both in that game against the Browns. Mm-hmm. We saw the Minshew that was able to be efficient, play within the offense, even use his legs to get a big touchdown and play really well. Then we saw the Minshew mania guy start to believe his hype a little bit, you know, be loose with the football, be a little bit cavalier with how he's moving in the pocket, took some sacks, put the ball on the ground, stay away from this this game completely. Yeah, I would tend to agree. And like you said, with the Minshew yeah. mania, it is really a roller coaster. It's like you had him versus the Jags and he looked absolutely terrible. And then he had his moments against the Browns and, you know, them almost beating the Browns, I think had more to do with the Browns just kind of be and like the way that they were able to score on this Browns defense. You know, the Browns play the Niners the week before they were gas like it was kind of a letdown spot, I think, a little bit for the defense and looking at it, which I give it as one of my best bets. Um, all right. Anyways, moving on. This one's a fun one. Texans at the Panthers. Narrative game. C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young. Texans are laying a field goal here. This total is 43. Um, The Panthers are still the only winless team, right? Straight up and against the spread. They have lost the cover. Panthers haven't covered either? They they haven't covered. And they also They they, they pushed against the Saints in that Monday Night Football game. Yes, there was one. I think they're five zero one or five, yeah five zero. Which in hindsight is like, really, we put that game on national television? Really? Well, you know, <laughs> really, the, the games that have been put on national television this year and every year sometimes are quite uh, questionable. But not only have they not really covered, but they have lost the cover, Brinson, by an average of seven points. Mm. So losing the cover by a touchdown. Texans four and two against the spread. They have covered in four straight games, and according to Action Network, nearly a hundred percent 
of the money is in, is on the Texans in this spot. So I really feel like this line is going to move. This is one that I will jump on right now and take the three points with the Texans. But Emery, what are you thinking? Totally agree. Um, better defense, better quarterback right now. Um, better coach, better offense, better coach. Where are the Panthers better? You know, granted, they, you know, they pay uniforms city. I'd rather be in Carolina than Houston. I don't know. Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte's overrated. Okay, um, I just haven't been to Charlotte. So I, I just, Charlotte I just feel Church. like this, this game is, is um, I'm, I'm shocked. There's only three. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to leave these points right now. Yeah. Uh, with Texans. Uh, you know, that meme where it's like, Oh, bleep. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. And the guy from like Grand Grand Theft Auto, where the guy's walking down the alley, right. and he's like, "Well, oh bleep, here we go again." Yeah, freaking Patriots and the Panthers. I just can't stop taking them. Uh, I think I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the plus three. The Panthers. I think this closes closer to a um, like a pick 'em than it does. I think. I think it goes. The, I think it goes the other way. Uh, RJ's line actually has a Texans minus one here. Three, the Texans, like, look, the Texans are a nice surprise. I was, I love the Texans before the season. Uh, CJ Stroud's been way better than I think anyone anticipated. And Bryce Young's been way worse than anyone anticipated. But this Carolina coaching staff is really good. I mean, they have a lot of good coaches on this coaching staff. There's no it's denying that. They have like, coaches in general, don't they have like, they have like 200 work. plus years yeah. of coaching experience on this coaching staff. Like Jim Caldwell's a offensive, um, you know, analyst on this staff. And, they switched play callers going into the bye. Frank Reich announced that Thomas Brown was going to take over play calling. It's his first time, I believe, as an actual play caller. Um, it could be right. I think that's right, isn't it? And Thomas, uh, anyway, I'll double check that. But um, like, there's some real incentive here uh, for everyone involved with Carolina to make sure that they have a really good week off. This is first time in the NFL as an offensive play caller. He's been an offensive coordinator before. Sorry. Um, there's a, there's a big incentive for the Panthers here to have a decent showing at home. You have Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud, that narrative you have. We haven't won a freaking football game. That narrative you have. We're giving the bears our first round pick that narrative. You have Frank Wright talking about David Tepper, not being happy all the time, that narrative. And you have the new offensive coordinator, that narrative. There is so much. And coming off the bye week, you have all this time to implement it, to get ready, to simplify the play calls for Bryce Young, to make things just work against what's a tough defense in, in D'Amico Ryan's, um, I, I'm going to say, I think the Panthers get, get a win here. They, they think they're just that desperate. I, I wish Houston wouldn't come off the bye as well, but I'm going to take the Panthers plus the three. I think it's closer, closer to a pick. I think it's the opposite of the way that you guys, that you guys think. So interesting with all the money that's pouring in, you think we're going to see reverse line movement here? Uh, yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it's, is it hundred percent of the money or hundred percent of the bets? It's also like Monday. So I don't know like how much money we could be really talking about, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like something like 87% of bets and like 97% of money or whatever, but you know what? Okay. So, something to look, something to look at. Yeah. So if you, yeah, if you, if you, if you think that the Texans are going to win this game and the line's going to move, you know, the way that Emery and I think take it now, you know, and if you think it's going to move closer to pick them, then maybe wait for the Panthers is what you're saying. Yeah, I just think I think Carolina has to come out and do something. Well, it's be hot. It'd be like eighty high of eighty two in uh, in Charlotte on Sunday for anyone wow. who cares. Yeah, welcome to the fall in Carolina. Rams at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus six and a half. A total of forty five and a half. This game actually opened at five and a half. The Rams coming off just a 
I mean, again, the Steelers are just smoking mirrors. I don't know how the hell they won that game. Like they, they the the win against the Rams and the win against the Ravens. Like really, the Rams should. I mean, the Rams should have won that game. And the and I mean, the, the Steelers should be like two and four, honestly. And the Rams should be four and three and feel like they're right there in the mix. Um, I like the Rams catching the six and a half here. I think that's that's too many points for um, you know a, a Rams team that can score. That has Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua playing well. Um, that you know should be able to move the ball through the air against the Cowboys, and that can get Aaron Donald after uh, Dak Prescott. So I'll I'll take the six and a half here. I think that is a bit much for me. What say you, Emory? I like the over um, more than anything mm. because of a lot of what you talked about. The Rams, their passing game is short to intermediate, and they kill you at the intermediate level of the field. And if you're going to kill somebody at the intermediate level of the field, that means your defense has to be elite at communicating. Secondary of Dallas does not communicate well. We saw this against San Francisco. How many times guys are going to run wide open, right? That's a communication problem. Um, and so the Rams are going to take full advantage of that with elite talent at wide receiver as well. And on the other side, I think what we saw versus the Chargers with the Cowboys is more of a sign of things to come and not an anomaly. Dak Prescott passing the ball vertically is where they need to be. They can't run the ball. Um, all yeah. those people that thought, you know, Tony Pollard was going to be, you know, Eric Dickerson is, is, is wrong. Um, so they can't lean on their run game. They need Dak, uh, to, to kind of lead from the front. And I think he will, because that's where their personnel is. They have great receivers, very good tight end play. Um, their offensive line, I think is built to, to where they can, you know, hold up a little bit. And Dak has shown, okay, this year, I'm going to just get out the pocket. I'm going to create with my legs. I'm going to buy some time. I think we'll see this one go back and forth. So he should be in, in store for an entertaining game. Yeah, it should be an entertaining game. I, I kind of tend to lean with Brinson here with grabbing the points from the Rams. The, the offense is just too talented now with Cooper Cup back uh, to have the game like they had last week. I, I'll tell you what, though, you take Matt Stafford for an interception because every time Stafford throws an interception, an angel gets its wings. And um, we've you. got a lot of. <laughs> hey, look, 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 you know, like, uh, what was it? That, who were we talking about last week? It was like. Um... Uh, somebody was like the most number of like throws without an interceptable pass or like most the fewest turnover worthy oh. throws. But it's like oh, like Matthew, Matthew Stafford ain't scared to throw something into tight coverage. No, 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 no. That's what like I'm Matthew saying. Stafford. That's Matthew Stafford ain't pass. scared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he, he's gonna throw picks. That's what he does. And I mean, like, yeah, that's part. Of, that's certainly part of his game. It is. That's why I like to take it every. Well, I didn't take it one week and then it, it's still cash. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break here, but stick around because we got a brand new segment coming up next where we try and beat the line movement for the upcoming week. We'll be back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Welcome back to Pick 6 Podcast. We've got a brand new segment this week where we will give you a bet that you should lock in early before the line moves and get you some closing line value. CLV people will also uh, do you one better and try to predict where that line is going to close at, and we're calling it Anticipation Plays. The Anticipation Play segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, Make every moment more. All right, starting, um, well, I guess we're starting with me today. I'm going to go with the Texans. I know that you don't agree with this one, but look, a lot of money, a lot of bets are pouring on the Texans. The fact that um, the Panthers are winless straight up and against the spread, I think that people are going to continue to hammer this line and we're going to see it go in the other direction. I wouldn't be, um, I don't know where exactly it's going to, maybe it'll be like Texans minus five or five and a half. So uh, I will go ahead and Mm -hmm. grab those three points with the Texans right now. Emery. I see this uh, Ravens Cardinals game right now. Ravens minus eight and a half. I don't know why that is. Maybe they feel like the Ravens on the road, all that stuff like that, right? But they're flying to another nest out there in Arizona. So um, no weather conditions they got to deal with. I feel like by the time we get to game day, this will be minus twelve and a half or minus twelve and a half. What? This is Arizona we're talking about. Arizona, although they play a lot better than what that record indicates. the record still says what it is. And I feel like the Ravens offensively are playing lights out and defensively, they are really getting after the quarterback. Um, I still don't trust their secondary, um, but I trust their front seven. And I think this one will jump significantly as the week goes on. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, I, what do I, what the hell do I know? I could easily move to like 15 for all you. Like, just the Cardinals. <laughs> I, mean, I think, I think 10 is probably your ceiling, but I mean, like, I, I, I'm, I'm like criticizing this giant prediction of alignment. And I'm going to say that the Niners who are currently minus six or minus five and a half, depending, you know, I think you can find them as low as like five and a half. They haven't played as, as of this recording. We're recording this at like two 30 on Monday. Right. And they play on Monday night against the uh, Vikings on the road. And if the Niners go into Minnesota and stomp the, uh, the Vikings, this line is going to bump up closer okay. to a touchdown. Now, Joe Burrow got his bye. He was 100% healthy. Uh, but this Niners team, remember, like it, when we last, like it, everyone sort of remembers it, it, the NFL is a what have you done for me lately league. Everyone's thinking about the Niners struggling to be, you know, they lose to the Browns in Cleveland. And that's the last thing in your mind when you think about the 49ers, which is why they're minus five at home against the Bengals. When they win by 14 points in Minnesota, and snuff out Kirk, primetime Kirk Cousins, and the defense looks great, and they run the ball great, and Chris Brock Brody's you know, wheeling and dealing, like this line's going to move up. So I think if you're going to jump on something, uh, I would take the Niners now early against the Bengals. I think they're a more physical team. I think that defense will cause problems for Joe Burrow. And, uh, and, and even though the Bengals coming out of the bye is intriguing, I like, uh, I like Shanahan against one. I guess Zach Taylor's a is he Kyle Shanahan or is he a Sean McVay? I guess McVay, technically. I yeah, he's a McVeigh, but McVeigh's a Shanahan. So it's like they're all they all come from the uh Shanahan senior tree in some way. Yeah. Through Kubiak. That's right. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, you get the point. You get the point. I like the Niners as uh anticipatory throw here. All right. So we're going Texans minus three, Ravens minus eight and a half, and and 49ers minus six. Um, as the anticipation plays, this segment has been brought to you. I'll say, too, because I think I'm supposed to predict this, that I think, sorry, that I think that the Niners get to Niners minus eight. Niners minus eight. All right. This anticipation play segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. 
And we will keep uh, the train rolling here. Now we're going to look at the Falcons laying one and a half at the Titans. This total is 37. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but are the Falcons somehow leading the NFC South right now? You are not wrong. Falcons, my Atlanta Atlanta Falcons are uh, four and three in the first place in the NFC South. And I I saw a great great tweet from a friend of the pod uh, at Cleve T.A., Who's like who does um is a who does uh analytics um there in uh in, in Cleveland and, and is a really smart dude. We've had we have on the show before, but he he pointed out he was like um I think it was like he's like last week, how many weeks in a row can the Packers, Saints, and Falcons spreads close one to two points? Yeah. It was like every single week those teams are in that range. Sure enough, this week, Packers, and we'll get to them in a minute. Uh, Titans, Titans, Titans are the same way too. It's like Falcons minus one at the Titans. Uh, Colts minus one and a half against the Saints at home. We talked about that one already. I think this is a good case too, where, and we were sort of, um, I don't know, text right with like Nick Costas, Pete Prisco, and JB Eisenberg. And we were just texting about like betting on the NFL earlier today. And it's like, look, because Ryan, oh, I know where we're doing this. Ryan Wilson currently 0 and 12 against the spread this week. On our official CBS Sports NFL Experts page, O and twelve. I've never seen a clean reverse sweep. If, if the Vikings don't cover tonight, then <laughs> bye bye, Ryan. O and thirteen for the week. That is absolutely amazing to go. Like if he goes completely winless against, and I'm like four and eight, so I'm doing terrible this week. But it nobody cares because there's an O and twelve out there. But that's the thing about the NFL betting on the NFL is like. You know, we have this thing in the four o'clock window where Scott Hansen on Red Zone is like, Welcome to the witching hour. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, Well, wins become losses. And like, yeah. you can see it where, because uh, we have this like CBS picks pool that we do. And so we pick every game every week against the spread. And there's a live, it's a great live leaderboard. I highly recommend people use it. And like, you could be sitting at the top of the leaderboard at 345 or like 330. And then at like four o'clock, you're like, I am suddenly winning two games. Yeah. Like that's like two, one to yeah. two plays flip these things. It's insane. And, and so these games are like one and a half point spreads. Like you gotta be, you gotta be a nut job to be touting. Like you're like, yeah, that's right. I'm a genius. That being said, I am a genius. I will take the Falcons. Wait, so <laughs> Ryan, Ryan took the, the Vikings tonight. That's like taking uh, Rocky to lose in no, a Rocky he took the movie. 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> he took the Vikings Vikings? Points, right? Ryan, Ryan had the Saints, the Bucks, the Bills. The Browns, the Lions, the Raiders, the Commanders, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Packers, the Chargers, the, Dolph- <laughs> the Dolphins, and now he has no, he has San Francisco minus six and a half tonight. I'm Man, sorry. Skype him in right now because I want I, I need to laugh. I need it to is laugh like he is zero and twelve against the spread this week. Like that is I will so. Say, this this was this was a tricky week. I mean, a lot of not that things. tricky. No, all right. <laughs> Okay. No, going 0 and 12, like it's yeah. it's what I mean, look, the, the second best the the best record. No, no, this is a sharp week. The no one is better. Dave Richards the best out there at six and six. Right. But 0 and 12. Yeah. Wins over Wilson. Wins under Wilson. Wins under Wilson. Uh Emery, when you when you look at this game, you got Desmond Ritter who's been playing better. I believe he's undefeated at home. Of course, this game's gonna be in Tennessee, but he's has nine turnovers in his last four games. He's given away the ball at least once in all but two games this entire year through, uh, what, seven weeks. 
Titans are coming off a bye, I believe, right? But there's still uncertainty around uh, Ryan Tannehill, NFL Network reporting um, that he is unlikely to play, which means I think we're going to see Malik Willis. Um, Tennessee's offense has been pretty abysmal. Do you think this gets better or worse with Willis? It doesn't get better because of the the defense that they're going to face in Atlanta. The problem is, can Desmond Ritter and his Falcons offense get out of their own way? Like the fumble on the one-yard line going in under center. Then the second fumble as you're crossing the goal line, mm-hmm. the touchback. Like, you know, do you know what irritates me? I took him for an interception. He fumbles the ball a million times, but doesn't throw an interception. And he played actually really well throwing the ball, um, has some great tight window throws. So right now, when everything is clean, they look a lot like how Tennessee looked under Arthur Smith. And Tennessee coming off this bye week, I know defensively they'll be game. They'll be able to frustrate Desmond Ritter. The under seems like a really good play especially when you're breaking in a new quarterback potentially or a quarterback that won't be two, able to get out of the way. Two and, 11, two and 11 combined for these teams to the under this year. So, I mean, wow. sorry, sorry, 11 and 2, 11 and 2 to the under. Sorry, about sorry, to, sorry. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I'm about to get my Ryan Wilson on it because I was going to take the under. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I mean, but I still will take the under because of the inconsistent offense we see for Atlanta yeah. and the uncertainty of Tennessee. Plus, I'm going to lay these points with the Falcons, so I think they win. No, sorry, I meant, I meant to say, yeah, you were correct. It's – um. Yeah, this, these teams don't score at all. I mean, Atlanta has scored 24 and 25 points. They have allowed they haven't allowed more than 24 points in a single game, and the Titans have scored 27 twice against the Bengals in that sort of fluke and then the Chargers and then haven't allowed more than 27. All I mean, unders are pretty good. The only reason the under would be a concern here, I think, is if you you get a situation where Ritter or Malik Willis turn the ball over and it goes the other way speaking of low totals this one's even lower the snoopy bowl jets at the giants jets minus three a total of 36 and a half ew um i want nothing to do with this game Absolutely yeah i mean nothing. i mean does anybody, i mean i can skip this game honestly well to me it's just about whether or not tyrod taylor or Daniel Jones is going to get the start right yeah because if taylor does that gives them a chance to win if jones does that gives them a chance, chance to lose, to lose. <laughs> right? You know, so I think the under, I, I you know, if this this game could definitely end 17-14. So I, I'm strongly taking the under yeah. here because of the Jets' defense, the Giants' defense starting to figure it out now and really pressure the ball on the back end, combined with what those dudes do up front. So yeah, this game will be about the running backs, Brees Hall and Saquon Barkley. I like this under going easily. All right, let's move on to another interesting matchup. The Patriots at the Dolphins. Dolphins laying double digits, 10. This total, 47. Obviously, you know, like we said, Dolphins had a big loss last night to or through a pick in the end zone that, you know, would have certainly changed the outcome of the game. They had 10 penalties on them um, last night. And the Patriots, uh, Mac Jones, kind of didn't look too bad and, and the defense played um, pretty well. I don't know if that's something we're going to get all the time. I might be tempted. I'm not doing it, but I'm slightly tempted to take the uh, 10 points with the Patriots. I don't think they win this game, but uh, oh no. Oh no. Okay. Don't be tempted by this. Francis mm. says, don't be tempted. Nah, Patriots, Patriots got Patriots stole their game against the bills. And then <laughs> we're going to see a comeback to earth here. I think the dolphins too um, got embarrassed by a good, another good team. The yeah. Dolphins are going to beat the beat Dolphins themselves. at home yeah. in the heat against a Patriots team that is like coming off a basically their Super Bowl. Got Belichick his 300th win, beat the Bills. Dolphins embarrassed in prime time. 
they're going to go back home and they're going to go up against a team that's just not nearly as good as the Eagles. Um, and they're going to be able to run the ball, throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, like two is undefeated against Belichick, I think, but hadn't like really been all that great against him. I think they get the offense going. Uh, I mentioned RJ's uh, power rankings article. Uh, just to give this, you know, Dolphins minus 13 is his, is his line that he projects. So you can see that juice starting to lean towards the maybe getting to 10 and a half. I think this one could move too. This would be another anticipation game. Um, and then the over, I think probably a pretty good look as well. The Patriots will just have to try to keep up. I like the over. You know, there's going to be explosive plays in this one. I think we see 50 plus points for sure here. How, how much of the Patriots offense do you think will show up though? Like what we saw last in that game, you know, the fourth quarter, they, I thought they moved the ball pretty efficiently, you know, up tempo, two minute. Maybe that's the way they should go uh, with Mac Jones. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, Dolphins was getting pressure against Philly, low key. Um, they were flying out all over the field in the secondary outside of Cater Kohu, who's a solid player, was playing out of position. I'm kind of with you guys. I, I would lay these points with the Dolphins. Um, I'm scared of the over because it could be all Dolphins, you know. And yep. at what point do they pull a, the brakes off? You know, pull yeah. a, uh, you know starters out. It could be 35-3. You know, it could be 35-10. You know, so well, I was and, away from the total. And Belichick, Belichick's been shown a willingness to yank his yank Mac Jones in a blowout too. Um, you know, thirty-one sixteen, we saw uh, Dolphins coming off that loss to the Bills, come back and beat the Giants. You know, pretty easily at home. Uh, also worth noting that the, the Dolphins only two losses are on the road too. Physical teams, but also on the road. They won their first two games on the road, but they were close. Uh, and then you know you get now the yeah the, the other thing with total two another you know second divisional game match second divisional matchup between these two teams maybe a little worried about that, but I think I would lay the points with the Dolphins. Vikings, we mentioned them. They play tonight. They are at the Packers. Who we mentioned uh, always have these tiny spreads. Packers minus one and a half, a total of forty three and a half in this one. See some juice to the under here on Fanduel. Um, Man, Packers' I mean, offense how, yeah. looks awful, and, but like the Vikings are a cure for those ills. I tell you that much. Yeah, well, I think this line depends too on how the Vikings play tonight. If they get completely blown out or somehow play well, I mean, I think we could see some shifting here. I don't think it'll go. I don't think it's gonna go much. I, I don't think anybody trusts the Packers, and I'm not sure that anybody trusts the Vikings. Right. You don't think if the Vikings somehow beat the 49ers, which I don't think will happen, that this would flip and have the Vikings be favored? I can see be a pick them. Yeah, no, 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 that's not that's not crazy. Which I, I, I mean, again, let's not even let's not even say it out loud. Okay, knocking on everything, but I mean, I just, yeah, I, I don't I don't want a whole lot to do with this game, honestly. I, I um I like the Packers defense more than anything. Uh, so I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna lay the points with the Packers. Uh, I feel like their defense can really again get after the quarterback. There there's no threat or run threat coming from the Minnesota Vikings. So it'll be Kirk Cousins under pressure all throughout the game and trying to find those. Uh, short to intermediate passing windows on offense. I just feel like at some point, you know, Jordan Love has to really play calm with his lower body in terms of the pocket. He's always bouncing around, hopping around, throwing fallaways. Um, the run game is there potentially for Green Bay. Maybe this is the game they, you know, run game defense, play action pass, deep shot, right? Maybe that's the formula for them. Uh, so I, I'm going to lay the points with the Packers, regardless of what happens tonight. All right. Oh, you're on mute. But I think he's saying that we're going to take a quick break. We've got more game by game for week eight coming up next. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. 
You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we got the Browns at the Seahawks. Seahawks laying three. This total 40 and a half. Seahawks. Really looked good, actually, last week. This offense was absolutely moving. I mean, I guess it's not that hard to look good um, against the the Cardinals. The Browns laid a little bit of a stinker. Deshaun Watson was 1-5 and five with an interception before entering concussion protocol, which he cleared, but he did not return. Uh, P.J. Walker completed less than 50% of his passes and uh, committed two turnovers. Miles Garrett, wow, had a hell of a game. Um, but still, this uh, defense allowed nine plays of 17 or more yards to the Colts. I think that the Browns' defense is going to play a lot better in this game. Again, shaking off some of that emotional and hard-fought win against the 49ers. Um, the Seahawks passing game um, is pretty elite, but I don't I don't know. I don't know what I would do to this game. Total 40 and a half, pretty low. I might lean towards the over, um, but not exactly sure. What are you thinking, Emery? I'm thinking under. That Browns defense, despite the 30 points that we saw, played really well. You know, they got uh, after – they scored. The Seahawks have won by double digits. Um, are they, you know, in the last in the last game? So this offense is clicking. But their offense sputters in between the 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 what the ten the ten ten minutes to of the end of the first half to the beginning of the second half. They, yep. they struggle to protect. Geno has been under duress. Then when you turn around, and hand the ball off to, um, you know, uh, Walker, he tends to run to the back of his lineman and things like yep. that. This could be yep. a tough game for them. You know, I feel like this is, this, but the problem is here is that Deshaun Watson, I'm glad he did what he did because people were crying for him to go out there and play. He told y'all, I can't throw. Mm. He goes out there, you saw from the screen he tried to throw that he had to put all his bite into throwing. That's why those interceptions also followed. And then, then he compi- compounds that by getting hurt. So the problem mm-hmm. also lies with PJ Walker, who's fun, but man, like how many turnovers you gonna have, bro? Like how many turnovers <laughs> you gonna throw? So you he almost lost him the game against the Colts. So you have that factor. I think the under is in play here. I think the yeah, I think so too. Keep them in this ball game. Um, so I like the under here because I Seattle they're good, but they look kind of shaky to me right now. Offense they haven't played a great game offensively yet. Yeah, maybe that Lions game might qualify, but like, they, yeah, you're right. They really haven't had like a great offensive game. And you look at the Colts. Um, I know they gave up six point seven yards per carry to Jerome Ford, but you take out the sixty nine yard you know, run the first quarter, like the first like minute of the game, and he had ten carries for five yards, <laughs> which is not great. Um, Kareem Hunt three point one yards per carry, strong three point one yards per carry, and Jerome Ford got a little banged up too. I'm not saying he he's a great. I think he's a good young player. Just, but my point being is that no Nick Chubb, they have you know these backup running backs. Kareem Hunt still you know sort of getting into game shape maybe, and the Colts are a good run defense. Seahawks are a better run defense. Um, the Browns are going to try to run the ball. 
you know, they, they ran the ball uh, 30 plus times trying to, you know, minimize the number of throws that PJ Walker had to make ended up having to throw it 32 times because you know, th there's so many plays in this game. Um, I think we see a much slower pace against Seattle than we saw against Indianapolis. Who we mentioned runs, runs fast. You had all those defensive scores, less turnovers. I like the under in this spot. I think we could see like a 17, 13 Seahawks win um, and, and easily, easily get the under, uh, but wouldn't be shocked if the Browns won. I think the, I think the under there is a, a pretty good look. Bengals at the Niners. Niners minus six, total of 45 and a half. I mentioned I like the Niners, the spread to go towards the Niners, but the juice is hitting the Bengals probably because they're coming off the bye and we haven't seen the 49ers. Um, yeah, again, everybody thinks back to that Cleveland game. Yeah. San Francisco lights it up and puts 40 on the board against Minnesota's off defense tonight. Then this line could certainly shift. I uh, could certainly see the total bump up as well. Um, these teams have actually not been extremely over. The Niners are three, two, and one to the over. Bengals two and four to the over. Um, Niners have been a much better team against the spread. I, I, I mean, I think if you're giving me less than a touchdown with the 49ers ahead, like a week ahead of time, knowing that I, if I, if I, if you think the Niners dominate on Monday night, then you should bet the Niners now. If you think the Vikings hang around, then maybe you wait and bet the Bengals. Or we're yeah. getting the Bengals now, I guess. Yeah. I feel like when we look at the Bengals, we only talk about their passing attack, right? And in this game, that's, oh, yeah, you could definitely throw against San Francisco. Problem is, you know, you got to block and you got to also, um, you know, get to their their quarterback and stop throwing. So you got to have great point of attack play. I don't know if we're there yet with Cincinnati, which is why they struggle versus the Browns, which is why they tend to struggle versus Baltimore uh, when Baltimore has their head in the game. Um, and which is why the Steelers tend to give them problems too from a defensive perspective. And I see San Francisco being able to do that with how they play up front on both sides of the ball. So, you know, this line makes sense. Um, I'm probably would are going to lean under too, because I don't see uh, Cincinnati having enough consistency offensively to be able to, uh, you know, go score for score with San Francisco. And San Francisco can live in a world where they can just really run outside zone, left, outside zone, right, all game long against the defense of the Bengals. Yeah, I'd probably lean towards the Niners minus six. Yeah, taking it now because that might go over a touchdown. Also, you know, 49ers team total. It didn't hit last week, but it's hitting every single week. They've been able to put up uh, 30 points, and they should be a little bit healthier coming into the next week, depending, um, you know, on how Debo Samuel is uh, doing. Moving on, Ravens laying eight and a half. At 12 and a half. What did you say? No, no, no. no. Emory, Emory said the line could get to 12 and a half, remember? Oh, 12. Yes, exactly. Oh, I was like two and a half. Wow, that's some line movement. Um, total 44. I feel like we've kind of, you've already delved um, into this game uh, pretty good. Uh, Emory, anything that you would add, Brinson? Uh, I think that you could look towards the under here. Um, and maybe, you know, we saw RJ, RJ White on the picture last week took the Cardinals team total under. Arizona's lost double digits four straight games against good football teams. They're not covering. They're not, they're not, they're not, you know, they're not playing. They're not scoring a ton of points. I think I would look towards a Cardinals team total under or a, uh, a full game under here as well as a, just a possibility, because I just don't think we'll see. Um, Kyler Murray. When, when, do you think, think, when do you think we'll see Kyler Murray? I think that they are not going to play Kyler Murray personally. 
Cardinals team total 16 and a half. So the under plus is even money. Maybe wait and see if that goes. If, if it goes to 17, grab that. So I think I'd wait on that. It's, it's over his juice a little bit. Um, you'd rather have the, the 17 than the 16 and a half for sure. I don't think we see Kyler Murray for a while there. Chiefs minus seven and a half at the Broncos. The Broncos coming off a win in which Sean Payton, when he got sushi, even though he hates sushi, apparently. Huh. And um, he told everybody that. Back. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, Chiefs get a little juice here at minus 115. Total 46. The under getting a little bit of juice as well. The Chiefs five and two to the under this season. Uh, Broncos have actually been an over team. The Chiefs, after being a... a, a a disaster against the spread last year. Five and two against the spread so far this season. Broncos won five and one. Um, Russell Wilson looked all right against Packers. Got the Brinson MVP last night, but I don't know that. I mean, this Chiefs team hasn't allowed anyone to score twenty. They've allowed one team, the Lions, in Week One to score twenty-one points, and haven't given up more than twenty points since then. It is hard to see how the Broncos are going to put up a ton of points against this really good Kansas City defense in a game where, you know, I, I think certainly, you know, they played two weeks ago. I think we're going to see a lot more Isaiah Pacheco. I think we're going to see a lot, you know, like like I think I think the I think the Chiefs will minimize their exposure in, in this game, and we see the the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs could cover easily. And yeah, the Broncos only frankly. put up eight a couple weeks ago, right? Nineteen to eight. Yeah, I mean, easy cover. Yeah. What was lost in this is the fact that they did play two weeks ago, right? So now what adjustments do you make? What was held back in that first meeting? Because we know we're going to see this team in two weeks. So we may see a different playbook for both teams on both sides. But was lost in that 19-8 score, how well that Broncos defense played. Was lost since uh, the Jets game, let's say, is how well this Broncos defense has played. So they are doing a solid job making corrections on that side of the ball. Plus – Russell Wilson's playing well. Maybe Sean Payton calls a better game offensively. This time around, remember last game, this was a 10-and-a-half-point spread, and we all jumped on that, and then they had that late backdoor uh, cover uh, situation in Kansas City. Yes. So this is going to be fun to watch. I think the under is really strong play here uh, because of how well Denver has finally caught up on defense, and their run game is starting to pop a little bit. I may even sprinkle some on the money line here against this Chiefs team. Ooh, Ooh, okay, spicy. All right, moving on. Bears at Chargers. Chargers laying eight and a half. This total 46 and a half. Line opened up at nine and a half, uh, but it's since moved down a full point. Both of these teams are terrible against the spread. Bears two, four, and one. Chargers one, four, and one. Um, what what do you think about this Chargers defense, Emery? Oh, or or Brent? I would say I wouldn't raise my hand. I would say take the over. Oh. Bears five and one of the over or six and one of the over, excuse me. Justin Fields still doubtful to play. That's the only real concern. But um secret uh Bajent man. Uh may uh Tyler Bajent may get we get a second start. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of uh a situation where he you know comes back to earth. Uh but I can see the Bears putting up some points. I don't see them slowing down the Chargers. I also have a hard time laying that many points with, with the Chargers God, because no. the Chargers the Chargers just play one score games. Every time out. Uh, by the way, LA needs this one bad. They are two and four. They are slipping like, like if you know, you would not have guessed that the Chargers were further out of the playoff race than the Bengals. Like the Bengals are ahead of the Chargers in the standings, despite having like a banged up Joe Burrow. Uh, so the Chargers are cur- the first time in three years I haven't taken out any futures on the Chargers. The Chargers are behind. This is no joke. 
This is who they're behind in the standings, according to the NFL official official NFL standings. Mm-hmm. Houston, the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Indianapolis Colts, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Tennessee Titans. They are, here's who they're ahead of. The New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos. Like, what are you doing? Brandon Staley? You stink. You're two and four. You better win this game. You lose this game and it's fire Brandon Staley into the sun time. Which, yeah. He's first curse. He's fired midseason. You lose this game. You lose it at home as an eight half point favorite. By the way, there'd probably be a bunch of Bears fans there. So um, I probably <laughs> like the over. I probably like the over in this spot. All right. Let's, let's run through the checklist. Uh, Chargers have better quarterback, running backs, receivers, offensive line, defensive line, and pass rush. Uh, athletic linebackers, they got them there. Secondary, they have the Bears there. Bears are starting a rookie quarterback that. Um, like yeah, he, D2. <laughs> he played, but he played well. But yeah. I know Bears fans and Bears uh bloggers are oh, the offense looks better under Bajan. Well, hey, 5.6 yards an attempt. Stop it, you know. Stop so, it, yeah. hey, Chargers are gonna win easily in this one. Lay these points with the Chargers. Um, they can't screw this up because there's no threats on the other side of the field for them to screw it up. Um, and I feel like the Chargers will. You know, get everybody back in the wagon. This is the type of game where mm-hmm. people start to say Justin Herbert is just a top three quarterback because he'll he'll fill up the stat sheet um, and he won't have a clutch moment to throw a, a interception in the fourth quarter. So they'll <laughs> win this game. They'll look good in doing so. And everybody will be back on that Herbert wagon. Hey, um, I didn't see the end of the Bears game. But why did Nate Peterman kneel? <laughs> why did Nate Peterman take the knee? Why was he even in the game? Like, this was Bage's moment, and you took that away from him. Like, did they really like send Peterman out there to take the, like, take the, you're up by 18 points. It's not like Bage can fumble it and they can score and you lose the game. Like, let the dude take the knees and celebrate. That's weird. The game ball in the, in the locker room, but man, let him take that knee. Yeah. Uh, with his first start and his first win at home. Like, Nate Peterman didn't attempt to pass. Why is he taking? He took two knees. What is that? That's weird, man. That's sad. Yeah. But that's yeah. why they're gonna get blown out against the Chargers. Mm, so add that to the list too. Yeah. Well, that that Chargers fan that we've all seen hopefully will uh, not have despair on her face for the first time in a couple weeks. Which which ad will she be sporting this week? Who who has who buys a Buffalo Wild Wings hat? Like who mm. who has you know what I'm saying like merch Buffalo Wild Wings? You don't think they sent her merch? I, of Surely course, they send that, that, that speeds to the conspiracy. Oh, mm. oh, right. Because there was the okay. Let's talk. There was like a she was wearing a Minnesota Vikings jersey or something, right? We're, we're this close to getting out in an hour without the conspiracy talk. We've got we've got a minute. We've got a minute and fifteen seconds to. Harry's to, sweating right now. Yeah, profusely. Oh wait, so what's the conspiracy? She what? She had she's a, Vikings a plan that she was planted as a fan. That she's not a real fan. All right, and I don't even need to go any further than that. That is a ridiculous take, people. Real fans exist that are spirited just like her. All right, make sure you join us all week for more NFL coverage. Tomorrow, Brinson, Breach, and Wilson are joined by Pete Prisco to break down his weekly power rankings on CBSSports.com. One last reminder, people, show us some love with a like or comment. Hit subscribe on the YouTube page, and if you're listening to the audio version only, do the same, like, follow, and leave a five-star review, and also download it. And uh, we'll see you next time.
Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.